Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy. And I'm Phil Buda, filling in for Marie Jokum. Welcome, Phil. It's nice to have you in the studio. Great to be here. We have often said on this show that we could not fulfill our mission in Cook and Lake Counties without our corporate partners. They provide wise counsel to us. They encourage their employees to volunteer. They offer invaluable financial support that sustains our life-affirming programs and services. And today, we highlight a particular partner, Mike O'Grady, who is Chairman and Chief Executive Officer at Northern Trust. Yeah, Mike became the CEO of Northern Trust in 2018 and added the role of Chairman one year later. Uh, he previously, previously served as a President of Northern Trust Institutional Business, and before that was Chief Financial Officer of the Chicago-based Global Bank. Mike joined Catholic Charities Board of Advisors in October of 2011. He has been a key advisor to our administrators. He has served on the Investment Committee. He and his wife, Claire, have served as chair couple of the annual St. Nicholas Ball. They have participated in sponsoring a family at our Celebration of Giving. And Claire is a regular volunteer at our Tuesday night suppers. Mike, I don't know how you have time for your day job. <laughs> Well, I, when it's something important like this, you uh, you find time. So uh, thank you for having me this morning. We're so grateful. So, so very grateful you're here today. Thank you, Mike. Um, one of the things we wanted to start out with, it, it seemed like made a lot of sense, is how did you first get involved with Catholic Charities? Well, my wife, Claire, and I moved to Chicago back in the, the early 90s. And uh, as you would expect, one of the first things we did was uh, to try to you know, find the parish that we would be a part of. And so we became uh, parishioners over at St. Clement's. And as part of that, and as with most good decisions in my, my life, uh, they really are things that, that Claire came up with. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were trying to think about what was something else we could do uh, to just be involved in the community. And around Christmas time, uh, through St. Clement's, uh, they participated in the family Christmas program. And so basically, uh, you would get a family uh, that had provided their wish list, you know, their, their list to Santa Claus for the things that they wanted for Christmas. And then you would go out and get the various presents and then uh, bring them to Catholic Charities. And then they would uh, have various, uh, I would say, celebrations and distributions uh, of the presents. So that was really the the first thing that, that uh, attracted us and got us involved with Catholic Charities. Mike, that, that truly is a great story on how you became involved with Catholic Charities. What have been some of your most meaningful experiences with, with Catholic Charities? So I would say that uh, I'm going to highlight two, two aspects of, of the experiences. Uh, the first is really just the volunteering. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, Claire is a regular for the Tuesday night suppers and, and preparing for those. And I've had the opportunity to uh, uh, volunteer in the, in the food pantry and, and do other things. And it's really those, I'll call it, on-the-ground opportunities uh, to help others, I think, that are the most meaningful uh, to us. Uh, and then the other thing I would highlight is you mentioned that we chaired the, the St. Nicholas Ball. And you know, in times like this that we're in where you don't have the ability to get together for a cause and for something that's important, uh, that's definitely something that I, I would look back on as, as a meaningful experience related to 
uh, Catholic charities, and, and not just because of the gathering uh, in and of itself, but also because of what it resulted in, which was the ability to raise you know, a fair amount of funds uh, mm-hmm. for the programs at, at Catholic Charities. And so it was, uh, yes, it was fun, but also, you know, very meaningful to a number of the programs. Mike, it's so interesting to me that, you know, we we are making use of your intellect, your hands, your feet. <laughs> All aspects uh, of the O'Grady's seem to be at work for Catholic Charities. And as as we said, we're really grateful can you say a little bit more about, I mean, you run Northern Trust. It is, you know, a, an institution of the highest caliber, and and yet you are volunteering in the food pantry, and your wife is helping serve supper, and that that is just so striking to me. And could you just say a little bit more about why that's important for you to do or, or what that brings to your life? Well, I would uh, I would say that... One of the things that I like about Northern so much and why I feel so fortunate just to, to be a part of the organization is that it is a service culture. Yeah. So it, there's not, uh, I would say, you know, two worlds that I think about where, you know, one is at work doing one thing and then the other is, you know, how do you serve in your community? Um, they're actually very consistent. You know, at, at Northern, uh, you know, service is one of our three enduring principles. And it's genuine that we think about serving our clients uh, and more broadly, uh, serving the communities that we're in. And so it, it's something that uh, it's a consistent line that runs through it, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and one that, uh, you know, frankly makes it very easy to, you know, get up in the morning and go to work because you're there for service. And in the same way, when you think about what you're doing, you know, outside of work, you think about it also in a, in a service context. So um, I just feel fortunate to be, again, a part of an organization that has values and principles that uh, align with my own. Well, thank you, Mike, for that. I'm curious to want to pivot on the conversation a bit to talk about the Chicago Community COVID-19 Response Fund. Um, it has been a real powerful alliance of corporate support for non-for-profit agencies this year and certainly for Catholic Charities. How did Northern Trust get involved in that? Well, I will say that uh, in the midst of what was a quickly you know, escalating bad situation uh, for society more broadly, and, and certainly for the Chicago community, that that one of the reassuring and inspiring things is how quickly people and organizations came together in order to uh, think about and then take action on how to help those that were going to be in the greatest need as a result of the pandemic. And so I, I credit a, a lot of uh, you know, say individuals and organizations, but in particular, uh, the United Way uh, of Metropolitan Chicago and the Chicago Community Trust took a real leadership role in trying to contact uh, different uh, foundations and individuals and then uh, corporations uh, in Chicago to say, how can we pull the fund together very quickly? But then just as important, how can we deploy that as quickly as possible? 
Um, it's one thing to raise the money, but then it's how do you get it to those that have the greatest needs. And so uh, we were quick to, to sign up. I, I would say that was that was an easy one. <laughs> we have a lot of difficult decisions to make, but being a part of this uh, was very easy. So we uh, agreed to contribute uh, 250000 to that fund. Um, in total, they raised over $30 million. And then importantly, uh, instead of trying to, I'll say, deploy it themselves, the whole strategy was how do we get it to organizations yep. that are the most effective in doing that? And so that's where Catholic Charities came in because obviously um, being one of the you know, leading uh, community organizations uh, and a reputation for that – that was also a quick call uh, for the committee that was was working on this. And so, if I'm right, I believe they ended up making three grants uh, yes. to Catholic charities. Um, and I can tell you from uh, you know the stories that I heard and people who are on the committee uh, that Catholic charities, uh, the work that they did was just tremendous in meeting these immediate needs, mm-hmm. uh, and were viewed as being you know highly successful uh, in trying to accomplish that. Well, we are going to take a quick break after that, uh, those glowing remarks. And it, it is phenomenal how the community came together, business, nonprofit, um, individuals, to really mobilize these resources. So we'll be back in just a moment on The Voice of Charity with Michael Grady of Northern Trust. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who's a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think might be a victim. This annual recognition of domestic violence began in 1961. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men of every race, religion, culture, and status. It includes physical, psychological, sexual, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place to heal and recover, call Catholic Charities at 773-935-3434. That's 773-935-3434. We are working to bring hope and healing. You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th, for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. 
Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to the Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy. I'm Here Phil with Buda. Phil Buda. Mm-hmm. Phil, you missed your cue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we are fortunate to be talking with Michael O'Grady this morning. He is chairman and CEO of Northern Trust, a tremendous, yes. tremendous partner of yes. both Catholic Charities and the larger Chicago community. Um, Mike, tell us a little bit about um, how the pandemic has affected operations at Northern Trust. Um, what are you, are people coming into the office? What are you focused on as a business leader moving into these extraordinary times? Well, certainly the, the pandemic has uh, affected us as it has affected everyone. And as I mentioned before, you know, we're a service organization. And so we're focused on serving our clients. Mm-hmm. And that means today, you know, tomorrow, and also thinking down the road, longer term. And so it's about that, what we call continuity of service. How can we make sure that we're there for our clients? And when the pandemic uh, hit, uh, basically what we had to do, like so many other organizations, is really transition to where, you know, the majority of our partners, as we call them, employees, uh, went from working, you know, in a Northern Trust office somewhere in the United States and around the globe to working remotely. And in a short amount of time, we went uh, you know, to a position where there are over 90% uh, of our employees that are working outside of a Northern Trust facility, usually out of their home, uh, maybe in their, their home office, often at the kitchen table. Uh, and I, I could not be more proud of my partners in their perseverance and uh, and, and really determination to make sure that they're serving our clients uh, throughout this entire time period. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, we never imagined yeah. that we would have this yeah. extended time period like this, uh, and it's really drawn upon everybody. So we're still in what we call resiliency mode in trying to do this and make sure we take care of things today, but also anticipate what might be coming down the road. Thanks for sharing that, Mike, about your operational shift. And I think we see another shift also. Uh, under your leadership, Northern Trust has developed a new philanthropic initiative uh, launching this fall called, called um, Broadening the Opportunities. Can you tell our listeners what this includes? Northern has a very long tradition, as you've mentioned, of uh, philanthropy and, and supporting our communities, uh, so over 130 years. And yet, uh, as part of the, the team here and, and with the, the, the leadership of Kelly Menard and Shauna Hayes, uh, who head up the philanthropy area for us, we thought, you know, this is an opportunity to, to step back and think about where we can have an impact. Uh, and so with that, that's where uh, 
over 2018, basically, and into 19, we developed the Broadening the Opportunities uh, strategy, which is really focused on uh, youths uh, between the ages of 16 and 24, uh, primarily on the south and west sides of Chicago, and trying to make sure that they have the support they need to succeed. Uh, so food, housing, health care, education, so basic needs. And uh, recently this year, we announced the financial commitment that goes behind this, uh, which is $20 million commitment over the next five years uh, in order to support that program and uh, have an impact in the community. Wow. Well, I mean, as, as Catholic Charities, on behalf of the social workers and therapists and, and everyone who works with our clients, we really salute you for what is a really integrated approach, right? I mean, we know that folks in need don't typically have just one need. Um, right. Right. And that in order to be successful, you need to integrate all those services. And then, as you said, over the next five years, none of these things are quick solves either. And so staying with people for a longer period of time to make real changes in their life is essential. So, um, you know, not that you were looking for our imprimatur, yeah. but we... Um, <laughs> We really salute that approach. And then there's also, I'm sure it's different this year, um, but th there's typically an October month of service at Northern Trust. What does that look like this year? Well, you're right. Like, like everything, uh, we've adapted uh, to this year. But uh, October is an exciting month for us because it's what we call Achieving Greater Together. Uh, and it's essentially our month of service. So Northern Trust employees volunteer, you know, throughout the entire year. And I think last year, for example, we were over 110,000 hours in Chicago of, of volunteer hours. So, you know, very significant uh, amount of time that's actually spent doing things uh, in the community. And yet uh, each year we take October to do certain coordinated uh, volunteer events together. And so this year, as you mentioned, uh, it's a little bit different. So uh, we have more virtual events. So last year, for example, I was, I was able to uh, work with the Northern Trust team uh, and volunteer over at Mary and Joseph's Closet, uh, which was, again, uh, both gratifying but also uh, fun uh, to do it with my, <laughs> my colleagues. Right. Whereas yeah. this year uh, we did uh, tutoring, you know, using uh, – you know, virtual tutoring, if you will, using Zoom in order to be able to uh, work with an organization that tutors uh, youth. And so we've tried to adapt in such a way that we can still contribute. It's just in a different way. Got it. I mean, adaptation is the word of the day. And, um, right. you know, it's it's snowing today, which is just another thank you, 2020. Uh <laughs> I don't know about where all of our listeners live, but it's snowing in downtown Chicago. And honestly, I don't know how much more we can take. Um, Mike, this never happens that we're, we're out of official questions. So now we're going to go off script. And I'm wondering if you can share with us, you know, you mentioned Northern Trust being part of the COVID fund with, you know, United Way and um, the Chicago Community Trust. You know, can you just share with us what it means both at Northern and then, but also being part of the larger corporate philanthropic community mm -hmm. in Chicago, what, um, 
what can you share about how how quickly and caringly everyone came together and mobilized? So, as I mentioned, uh, it was an impressive effort, I would say, on the part of uh, the United Way, Chicago Community Trust, and there were many others that were involved in, in leading that effort. And, and that worked well. Uh, and so I think that when something goes well, you want to build on success. Right. And so where those organizations, uh, including us, have turned our attention uh, to now is the recovery phase. Uh, and, and so now we're moving into uh, what, uh, again, being led by those organizations are calling Together, they Ri- Together We Rise, which yeah. uh, is in coordination with the, the city as well and the mayor's efforts. And, and I think it's particularly important that we focus on this just like we did the actual pandemic, you know, the immediate response to the pandemic, because I think it's, you know, the human nature, if you will, is to say, you know, boy, there's this issue. Let's, you know, all focus on the issue. But then, you know, your attention can be taken away uh, over time. And my view, and, and I think it's shared by others, is that the the recovery is going to be disparate as well, mm-hmm. and you're, it's going to be uneven and uh, inequitable. Mm-hmm. And so what can we do to try to make it more equitable? Um, and so, again, there's much that goes with that. Uh, and, and the one thing that I would say that we try to, to make sure that we're doing is to, to try to make it as, I'll say, efficient and as coordinated as possible. Right. Um, there's a lot of areas where you know, we, we may compete with uh, other institutions, you know, so I, I could name, you know, other uh, banks that are in the Chicago market, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Dave Casper over at uh, BMO Harris or Ed Waymer at Wintrust, and I could go down the list there. And, and we may, I'll say, uh, have healthy competition for clients. <laughs> but, but when it comes to the community, uh, there really isn't competition. Yeah. You know, that's where we work together. Uh, and try to really, you know, coordinate those resources so that you get the the greatest impact out of that. And and that's why I'm very supportive of efforts like that, that try to to coordinate what we're doing so we're not all off running, doing our own things. Right. And and we see that a lot in in human services, too, a very different industry. But, um, you know, we're all there to improve people's lives and improve the lives of families and communities. And so if another organization can do it better... Um, we all need to find our our niche and and contribute where we can contribute best. So I can I can appreciate the healthy competition that you that you mentioned. Um, and I'm really intrigued that you um, mentioned um, equity. We know we're hearing a lot about that, and it's in some ways long overdue. But it's it's really wonderful to hear that being so clearly articulated in people's visions for community development and for investment and and for those other things. And, and your investment, Northern Trust's investment on the south and west sides with the youth, um, we know those are historically underinvested. And, and that's a that's a gentle term, right, mm-hmm. to say yeah. that they've been underinvested in. Um, that kind of focus is really is really fantastic to hear. Is there is there anything else you want to share on the equity front, either uh, initiatives at Northern Trust or how you're approaching your philanthropy? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you 
you called out the word equity because candidly it's something that I would acknowledge I wouldn't have fully understood, I'll say, and embraced uh, years ago. Yep. Um, but uh, fortunately, I have uh, colleagues and, and, and others that uh, help educate me. And, and if you're willing to listen, it's amazing uh, what you can learn. But, uh, you know, I, again, I could name a number of uh, individuals, but one in particular uh, here is Connie Lindsay, who heads up our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. And, you know, frankly, a couple of years ago, it was just uh, diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are both important. But Connie really made the point uh, to me, but also to our management group and to our employees, the importance of equity and adding that to it. And it really has uh, flowed through to our philanthropic strategy as well. So when we talk about what we're doing on the south and west side and those basic needs, what we're trying to do is move up the starting place, if you will, yeah. you know, or compensate for different starting places. I, you know, if I gave you my background, I, I have had, you know, I, I look at it and say I've had every advantage in the world. Um, and when I look at others, I often say, you know, it's amazing, you know, I, either what they have accomplished or what they haven't based on the hurdles mm-hmm. that many people face. And as we know, some of those can be, you know, almost, I'll call it, you know, tangible hurdles in the sense of, uh, you know, housing and and food and things like that uh, that we talked about. And others can be, you know, less tangible, but no less real. Um, So it's a lot easier for me as a, you know, as a white male growing up in our society over the Mm -hmm. last uh, several decades than it is for other ethnicities. And so really confronting that to say, uh, it, it, is that really equity? And so what can we do to essentially give everyone the opportunity to succeed in our society? Right. A- amen. And thank you, um, Michael. I think it takes a lot of humility on all of our parts to really um, come to terms with with that starting place analogy that we, we've all had different starting places and, and owe our success to a lot of things. So I appreciate that. We are over. Michael, we are so grateful that you took the time to talk with us today. Michael O'Grady is chairman and CEO of Northern Trust, a tremendous partner of Catholic Charities. Thank you for all you do. Phil, I barely let you talk, but thanks for joining us today. We're so grateful for your support, Mike. Take care, everyone. And uh, on behalf of WNDZ and 7.50 AM, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.